Welcome to Commission Impossible. My name is Scott Fish, and with me, as always, is Ryan McDowell. We've become known for our commissioning over the years. Got together to start a podcast. This show is evergreen. Go back, listen to them all. Go to commishpod.com if you want to search for a specific topic and find a podcast on that. Uh, we do a lot of questions, stories, interesting league ideas, stuff like that. Commishpod at gmail.com is where you can email us. Please do email us. We love those. Uh, commishpod at gmail.com, and we uh, might get it on the show. So let's get started, Ryan. Let's start with some questions. This one is from Simon. Um, looks like maybe he's in England. I don't know. Uh, definitely Simon, and he's definitely in an SFB 11 satellite league, which is very awesome. Very cool, Simon. Good luck. Hope you win and get an SFB 12. I've been listening to the pod for a while, and although I don't commission any leagues, it's given me great ideas to suggest to the leagues I play in. We love hearing that. Even if you're yes. not a commissioner, listen to this podcast, bring it to your league, uh, and tell your commissioner. Um, just catching up on the most recent pod and forced trades being between winners and losers. How do you normally handle this? I'll take this before reading the rest. Normally, the the person who wins the game offers the trade to the loser and then the loser has to accept. And if they don't within X amount of time, the commissioner, the, the, you know, you, t- you go to the commissioner and you're like, can you force this one through? Because the loser has not accepted yet. That's generally how it works is the person who wins is like, okay, I won. This is the player I want. And they propose the trade, uh, getting the player they want and uh, trading you whatever they don't want. Right, Ryan? Yeah, and, and, and obviously everybody that's joining these types of leagues no, uh, that, that, that's part of the deal, right? If you, if you do lose, you're, you're going to lose, uh, probably one of your best players. So yep. it, it stinks, it hurts, but it's, it's part of the deal. Okay. Moving on with Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It, and I've, I've actually never seen a league like this where someone like just refused. Like I've never even heard of that. Like everybody joins the league knowing the setup. Uh, one idea I thought is the manager has a list of, t- of players, list A and list B. Uh, if a player wins, they choose a player from the other manager's list A. If they lose, they choose a player from list B to get in return. List would be edible. That's I get where you're going with this, that that each manager makes a list every week, but that's just a ton of work to throw on the on the managers. Um, it is an interesting idea. The, the easiest way is just the winner – chooses the player they want from the other player's team in vampire leagues and leagues like that. It's, it's usually a starter um, because that creates strategy of who you start. So they get to choose any starter, any player that you started that week. And basically that would be your list a Um, that's kind of how those work. Um, But, but it's, it's a lot more simple than, than you're, you're writing in here, Simon. It's, it's simply the winner chooses the player he wants from the loser's team and makes that offer. And then the loser has to accept it or else they go to the commissioner and and force it through. Um, Good stuff, Simon. Uh, Ryan, you want to grab the next one? I will do it. It's from Derek. Let's see. We we don't know where Derek's from. It'll remain a mystery. Uh, (laughs) Derek says, hello, fellow commissions. I wish I was writing to you under better circumstances, but sadly, my question relates to the unexpected passing of one of our longtime league mates. It's shaken us up quite a bit, and we're not ready to turn his team over to a new owner. So we're trying to figure out the best way to institute a legacy team in his honor. The half-baked framework we've come up with is that this team will be drafted by picking player names out of a hat within the range of the round we're in 
in season, the other nine teams will manage the legacy team doing what they can to beat his opponent that week. After all nine teams get one week to manage the legacy team, the team responsibilities will fall to the last place team, figuring last place has the most incentive to use the legacy team to knock down the other teams. We're unsure how to handle free agent pickups since there's conflict of interest there. We're, and we're debating on whether the legacy team should be automatically excluded from the playoffs, regardless of record uh, to help eliminate a scenario where the ghost manager would lose on purpose. If you have tips on how to best run a legacy team uh, and keep the competitive balance, please share. And also to our league mate, Rob, we'll miss you. And know the OTH won't be the same without you. Ooh, that it, that's that's a tough one. That, that um, does suck. We do, we do hear about things like this from time to time. It's it's terrible. Um, sorry you lost your league mate, guys, and uh, you know it's that's that's just that's just rough. Uh, some of the things we usually see when this happens is naming the league or the league trophy after the guy that passed or guy or girl that passed. Um, and that's generally the way that I see this honored. Um, you know, if you're going to go the, the ghost manager route, just cause you don't want to, don't want to have a, you know, don't want to give his team to someone else just yet. Uh, one year, I think one year in, in my league, we didn't have a last, actually, no, we had a last owner. He just couldn't make the draft. And, and what we did is we all just, we all just drafted for him, like as a as a group, kind of decided the player we wanted each pick. Um, and, and I think that might be a little easier than doing a, a drawing out of a hat every round. You know, like just go around the room and be like, "All right, what do we guys think?" And then you all just decide because um, you all have a good interest in heart. I, I'm going to imagine in this scenario, um, that might be a little easier way to do the draft. Um, you're probably right on not sending that team to the playoffs, but wouldn't it be cool if if the if he won the playoffs, right? Like in his legacy, right? In Rob's legacy, like the Rob team, uh, you know, made a run in the playoffs. Uh, I probably wouldn't do free agency and stuff like that with it. It would probably just be the drafted team. That's that's where you can end it for controlling that. Uh, draft the team and set the lineups. Um, but uh, to I'm trying. Am I missing anything, Ryan? No, I don't think so. I, I would just add, and, and really, we say this about about most league decisions, but it's it's especially true in this scenario. Uh, I don't think there's a right or wrong here. You know, no. you, whatever the rest of the <clears throat> whatever the rest of the league members are comfortable with, and in honoring your friend, I think that's the right thing to do. And um, uh, the only time I've had something like this happen, and it was a, it was an internet league, so we didn't necessarily know each other very well, and obviously, uh, it was it, it was still a, a tough situation. Um, but the new person we brought in named his team after um, after the the league member who had passed away. So that that was a cool way to honor him. Um, but again, I, I think anything you do here is. Um, anything that you're comfortable with is, is the right way to handle it. Yep. Yep. Uh, I think the league, as a league, you guys can probably figure it out. We had this in SFB last year. We lost James the brain after the draft and um, 
right before the season. He actually, we let all, I, I set his lineup every week to make sure he had a valid lineup and he actually made uh, the playoffs and like went deep in the playoffs. I believe he made the conference final. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's actually something kind of cool to the, the team that's honoring your, your league mate being allowed to be in the playoffs. So like, I don't even have a problem with that. Um, I think that's, I think that's a, a good way to, yeah, you can do it either way. Um, so thank you for the question, Derek. Our next question comes from Strasburg, Ohio, uh, just 20 minutes south of Canton. Um, I don't even see a name on this email. Let me see how quickly I can find it. It is from Troy. Uh, Troy from Strasburg, Ohio. We're going to be in Canton in just a few weeks, Ryan. That's right. I cannot wait. It's gonna be exciting. Maybe maybe Troy will be at the at the FF Expo there, and and maybe we'll get to meet him. MFL.com has two options for setting draft the draft order. Has these two? They have multiple options. These are just two of them. All rounds are draft of draft are assigned a random number. All odd number rounds are assigned a random order, while the even number rounds are the reverse of the previous round. First question is, do you think either of these are done fairly to equal draft value better than normal snake draft and or third round reversal? Second question, can you get MFL to add fifth round reversal like you suggested in one of your recent episodes? <laughs> I wish. I don't think it'll become a thing. And and honestly, I'm fine with it not becoming a thing. It's not something I'm going to push. <laughs> um, you know, I've been meaning to ask you this, um, not necessarily on the show, but this, this seems like a good time to do it. Uh, most or or maybe all of the SFB drafts are done now. Yeah. So reflecting, how do you think the third round reversal went? Do you think it was fair? Do you think it worked out? Do you think we're going to keep it? I I don't know how it worked out. I I think that'll be a tale for you know how people finish. You know to see how good those teams end up being. I don't even think it was a great fit for SFB because SFB scoring is so balanced already that I don't know that like it's the kind of league that necessarily needed three RR. Um, it was more about pushing the idea out there, but I can tell you, I almost tweeted out this something to this effect. Everybody, you know, like everybody. And then a quote, you should put three RR and SFB three RR is the <laughs> fair way to do it. Me. Okay. I'll put three RR in everybody. We don't like this. <laughs> Take it away. You know, I, I I was drafting from the 101 spot, which um, I don't know. I guess I guess you could say that's the the spot that is hurt most by three RR. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's fair, but uh, I I liked it. I, I thought yeah. it. I thought it resulted in um, more balanced rosters from top to bottom uh, across the league and the leagues. So Rodovis seems to think so as well. Their, yeah, their data I, seems to point to that as well. I, I was good with it. Yeah, there were. Let me let me just say, I I heard I a lot of people really wanted it, and when it got in there, I did not hear a lot of people really loving it. They pro, they might have like you liked it, but did you tweet about liking it? Uh, I don't think I did. No. Yeah, that's. I think that's the thing. I think the people that didn't like it tweeted about it, and the people that liked it just you know they they didn't say anything. So it's, it's tough to, it's tough to say. Um, But as far as these two options, uh, both are so much more random 
both of the options you've listed here are very random and I don't think are fairer than snake or third round reversal. They are interesting, fun ways to do it, but I would not say fairer. I think that's, and that's what you're asking. If they're, if it it's, if it's fairer to equal out draft order, I would say no, neither of those options are. Um, yeah, I would agree. So uh, I, I think that that fully answers your question. Like those are, those are fun draft options, but they're not, they're not, no, they're not fairer. Um, I think, yeah, next one's on you, Ryan. All Thanks right. for the question, by the way, Troy. Maybe you will see you in Canton. <laughs> next one comes from Lance from Decatur, Illinois. Uh, Lance says, in a previous email, I asked, I asked about the toilet bowl and giving buys to the worst teams and point spreads. You agreed, and the only thing you would change was giving out the 113 pick instead of the number one overall to the winner. Yes, that is how that's how I've done it and how I still do it. Wouldn't that lead to more tanking because the worst teams will say, uh, I don't have much of a chance. I'll just go ahead and tank hard to get the number one overall pick. Uh, my league is a single quarterback league, so I don't have to worry about it this year, but I play in multiple QB, multiple QB leagues where quarterback is the most important position. If we're playing for the 113 instead of the number one overall pick, there could have, there could have been as many as five teams tanking to get Lawrence. Um, well, a couple of options here. Uh, if you are Scott, you would say, let them tank. What's yep. the matter with tanking? <laughs> if you are Ryan, you would say, have rules against tanking. Uh, and, and either way works fine. Um, what Lance, what you're describing here, it, it sounds like you don't want teams to tank. You would be uh, in, in line with, with me there and, and kind of the way I run leagues. But I have rules against tanking. Yep. And yes, you can you can do what I call settle tanking. You can start the QB, you know, the fifth quarterback fifteen over the quarterback eight, or uh, things like that. But as far as blatant tanking, especially if you have five teams doing it, when you're starting bye week players, when you're starting injured players, when you're starting uh, bench players over stars, those things are easy to spot. And if yep. you have if you have some type of penalty for it. Then, then it's not as much of a concern. Yep, yep, that's exactly the key. You need to have anti-tanking penalties and rules if you need that. Um, you know, I I never recommend this for home leagues, but potential points also acts as that possibility. <laughs> uh, Safe leagues uses it. It's better. It's great for commissioner service. I generally don't do it in home leagues, but I I know there are people that actually prefer it, like John Bauer. Um, you know, the, the dynasty theory podcast, like he mentioned on the show, the, on his show the other day, he's like, I far prefer this. And like, if, if you have tanking issues, that's yeah, there, there are ways, there are rules, there are setups that you can, uh, you can install. And that's, that's kind of what you have to do. Um, yeah, the, the first overall, you're really just making the seventh, the, like to, to play the, the other side of your argument here, if you're giving number one overall to the toilet bowl winner, you're, you're basically giving, you're probably giving the seventh best team, Trevor Lawrence, like you, you're, you're making it, you're the worst team is not getting better. And the seventh best team is getting a whole lot better. You know, that's, that's uh create, that's yeah. like against parody in your league. So like, that's also a bad situation. <laughs> um, so yeah, create anti-tanking rules. Yeah. 
Hey guys, Matt from SLC Utah. What is S- Salt Lake City? Salt Lake City, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I've never seen it as SLC. <laughs> uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Curious of your thoughts on using Team QB instead of Independent QB. I've added this to one of my high stakes leagues, and all league members are good with it. Saints are cool that in that. Um, so <laughs> yes. And the next sentence says, Saints could be the only unfair advantage <laughs> I can think of. But tell me your thoughts. Just found this pod while listening to the MG interview with Scott. Thanks. Appreciate your time. Uh, awesome. I'm glad I'm glad that, you know, doing that, that Marcus Grant show uh, brought you here. That's very awesome, uh, Matt from Salt Lake City. Um, so I, I have used Team QB in, in certain leagues, you know, leagues that are – like have a larger amount of teams. Like when you get in that 16, 20, 32 teams, you jump into team QB. I've also uh, done it in, in, in more interesting formats. I'm definitely cool with using team QB. Um, It's, you know, I generally don't, I don't in dynasty leagues generally just because it's fun to be able to draft those new rookies um, that you were high on, regardless of what team they go to, because if you do it in dynasty, and you have the like the, the whatever the let's just say the Eagles team QB right. So then you're watching the draft. I think there's a fun element that you're like you want the Eagles to draft a QB because then you get them immediately right. Like I can see a fun element in dynasty leagues to having a, a team QB. I generally don't do it, but I can see the fun element. What do you think, Ryan? Uh, the first thing that stands out is uh, again broken record here. His. All league members are good with this. That's what Matt yeah. said. So then do it. If you're happy with it, perfect. Yeah. Go for it. Keep it going. Uh, as for my leagues, probably not something I would do. Um, uh, I mean, the Saints situation, and that's pretty rare. But yeah. That's very, very rare, actually. But um, that would be one reason. And I just, like you said, I just like adding those rookies to the to the pool. And yeah. just because you suffered through Jaguars team quarterback for two or three or four years, <laughs> yeah. you know, and now and now you get Trevor Lawrence or same thing right. with same thing with Bears team quarterback and et cetera. So um, probably probably not something I would do. I do think it makes sense in larger leagues. I think it yeah. makes a lot more sense in redraft than dynasty. I'll give you some positives and negatives on it as well. Um, one, it insulates you from injury. Like if your quarter goes out early in a game, uh, you have the team quarterback, so you're going to get all those points anyway. So that's good. On the downside, it, especially in Dynasty, Ryan, we've gone over this many times. It's less tradable assets. You've yeah. you've just you've just made potentially 50, 60 super flex quarterbacks into 32. You've you've uh, you've made a whole lot less tradable assets. Uh, which, you know, can, can hurt trades. It can uh, like you, like someone's trying to get a backup quarterback that they believe in. They can't do that anymore. They have to trade for the the whole enchilada, right? Like they can't trade for Kyle Trask on the cheap. They have to trade for Tom Brady and Kyle Trask. Right. So there's uh, there's that Uh, another, another thing to think about is uh, QB hoarding. Like, Mm. like, do you put it like a lot of people do with team limits on defenses? Can a team only have three quarterbacks or two quarterbacks? You know, since you get the whole team quarterback, you don't have to worry about injuries. Like, uh, and you don't want somebody, someone to have five and another team to have one. Cause then you're screwed for a bye week Um, you have to consider limits um, potentially. I generally don't like to, but 
it's it's something that comes into consideration. So those are a few extra things that I thought of. Um, yeah, I think that the limits, position limits um, point is, is a really good one. I, I think you would have to have some type of limit. And I don't really like doing limits. So for me, that's just another reason I, I probably would not do that. Right. But again, if, if everybody in your league likes it, absolutely keep it up. And that's another episode of Commission Impossible. This one's a little shorter. Ryan and I are really pressed for time today, but we wanted to make sure we got another episode out for you. Uh, I think in August we're going to – we might we might have a podcast almost every week in August. We'll, we'll see how the timing works, but we know you're ramping up right before the season. You're putting the leagues together right before the season, and we go on hiatus during the season usually. So uh, we want to get you some extra content, so that's that's probably going to happen. Um, subscribe to our newsletter, commissionpod.com. Is there, you can subscribe to our newsletter. I'm going to put out – at least two in the next week or two, uh, one detailing how to do one-timer leagues and stuff on one-timer leagues and another one on relegation leagues in case you're interested in setting up one of those. Uh, some of the, you know, some of the nice ways to run either of those types of leagues, that's going to be an, an upcoming newsletter or two. So uh, check that out. Uh, that's it though. Give us a five-star review on whatever you listen to podcasts on. Tell your friends, tell your league mates, tell your commissioners about our show. Follow me on Twitter at Scottfish24. Follow Ryan on Twitter, RyanMC23. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.